0: happy monday everyone and welcome back to the we you know fantasy waiver wire wish list uh week 14 already somehow we have about three weeks left of fantasy football season unless you're one of those odd people who play in week 17 but uh this week i'm joined by steven Pintado. steven how are you today man
1: i'm doing great nate how are you today
0: oh i could be doing better yesterday my 4 ers uh took another l I'm only second of the season but i uh at least I didn't travel to that game. You know, sat in the freezing rain, struggled to get home in the weather, and and then sat through a loss. So at least that didn't happen. But um, yeah, besides that, things are good. Things are good. Uh, like I said, fantasy football season's winding down. Actually, week fourteen, first week of the playoffs for most leagues, uh, most formats. You know, usually have a six, uh, about a three-week playoff, and that's where we are. Week fourteen. So uh, if you didn't make it, uh, I don't know what to say to you because here we are. Uh, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, down to the wire. Uh, can you even, can you believe that the fantasy football season's about to be over here, Stephen?
1: Oh no, I can't believe it at all. I feel like just yesterday I was doing all my drafts, and now we're in playoff time. I mean, whew, it's it's yeah, too quick sometimes.
0: It does, it does, and and some of these waiver wire pickups are still pretty crucial here. Uh, going down the uh, you know, down the shoot here. Uh, we have some great line. We have a great lineup for you. Uh, today, but before we get into that, Stephen, where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Coach Stephen P. Um, I'm always on there giving out things. And obviously, I write for the podcast. So I'm always uh, putting up articles. Uh, I just threw a new one up there about Ryan Tannehill, uh, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, you can find me at Coach Stephen P on
0: Twitter. All right. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Again, be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know fantasy. And as Stephen uh, mentioned there, visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for some great content from our great group of contributors. A lot of great weekly content there, some uh, breaking news, some fantasy football, fantasy hockey, and fantasy basketball now uh, covering all sorts of things. Every Wednesday, I'm back here with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro, where we talk about the week that was a week in advance. And every Thursday, the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast. Um, is released where a, a group of our contributors come on to give you a different perspective different topic and things to uh, you know discuss there every Tuesday night the uh, Streamable defenses article of the week drops on the website. We know fancy So look out for that and if you are a uh, fantasy fo- fantasy sports fanatic in a hockey basketball baseball or Premier League and looking for a place to contribute and post some of your work, please hit us up We're looking to add contributors all the time but before we uh, go into our week 14 suggestions look let's uh, talk about what we did last week last week I was joined here by Nick the fancy mechanic and uh, let's run th- down here through our uh, picks last week and see how they did uh, last week Sam Darnold played the Bengals at 10.46 points finally came back to earth after a uh, th- great three-week stretch Benny Snell Jr. had a touchdown versus Cleveland for 13.7 fancy points Rashad Penny versus the Vikings playing uh, right now Quadra Allison versus New Orleans Saints didn't get a touch at zero points. Daryl Williams versus Raiders had high hopes but left the game injured. Eight point six points. Uh, James Washington versus the Browns went off for twenty one point one points. Anthony Miller another uh, you know great pickup at the Lions, had twenty three points on Thanksgiving Day. AJ Brown at the at the Colts had seven point five points. Russell Gage versus New Orleans had sixteen point two points, and both are Titan suggestions of the week. Jack Doyle versus Titans had nineteen point three points. And Mike Giusecchi of the Miami Dolphins played Philadelphia at 18.9 points. So a lot of great suggestions there. Uh, some big performances from the waiver wire last week. But let's kick it off here. Let's talk about the week uh, ahead of us. Week 14, first week of the playoffs. Some great players to pick up. We'll start off with a quarterback as always, and I will lead this thing off. Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Miami Dolphins. Here we are, my quarterback to pick up this week. He's owning 10% of Yahoo and 5.4% of the ESPN League. So he's widely available and he just lit up the eagles for 3 365 yards, three touchdowns and a victory. Uh Miami Dolphins over Philadelphia Eagles. Who would have, who would have projected that? Uh, I know uh Steven here is a Dolphins fan, so he probably enjoyed that, you know, especially living there in New Jersey. So, uh probably had a lot of uh, you know, uh a lot of bragging rights here on Monday morning.
1: Oh, I did. It was a great day. I mean, moving ourselves one way one way farther away from a franchise quarterback, but I do have a lot of Eagles friends and watching them uh be very sad on Sunday was a great day, so
0: yeah, those 365 yards and three touchdowns led him to a 27.8 fantasy performance uh, yesterday. So uh, that that came after a week where he put up 25 points, uh, 06 fantasy points against the Browns. So he's putting up some good points right now. And rest of the season, he has a great schedule. He has the Jets this week, who have allowed the 16th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The Giants, week 15, who have given the ninth most. And championship weekend, he squares off with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, who have given the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So if you are still a team looking for a quarterback, if you're a streaming guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick may actually be that piece to lead you to a championship, some great matchups, he's playing great football and put some great fantasy points along the way. So Steven, who is your quarterback that you suggest the great listeners of this podcast to pick up this week?
1: Absolutely, kind of already managed him already, but it's Ryan Sanahil of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's weird, really weird to say that he's not a Dolphin anymore, but you know he's only owned in thirty nine percent leagues and twenty one percent of ESPN leagues. And if you haven't checked out my article on our website yet, I wrote a big article about him. But just to talk about him at first, I mean he is a fan. He's been fantastic for us in fantasy, minus this past week where he had a kind of an underperforming game. He was the third best fantasy quarterback since becoming the starter in week seven and he's been, you know, averaging at least over 18 points a game, and then he gets a nice matchup against Oakland this week, as you can saw, that they kind of got destroyed over the last couple weeks now in the secondary, and I do like his potential there, and then he also has, you know, a great matchup in Houston, where, you know, Houston does allow up a lot of passing, and then, you know, even New Orleans, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup, but I do like his potential, uh, like I said, from week 14 to week 16, they're all at home, and if they're going to try to make the playoffs, they're going to try to lie on Henry. But at some point, they're going to have to give Tannehill the ball in his hand. And I think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, he's been a fantastic fantasy quarterback for us.
0: Yeah, Stephen's premise to his article was, uh, can Ryan Tannehill win you a championship? Can he be that uh, you know, that spark that quarterback won over the stretch of uh, the fantasy playoffs like we've seen Josh Allen do last year, as we've seen the likes of uh, Blake Bortles and Colin Kaepernick do in previous years? It could be Ryan Tannehill's season, and he is obviously off to a good start. And the possibility is there for him to do that. And he is doing well uh, thus far with some great matchups heading up. So kicking over to running back, Stephen, let's kick kick off with you. Who's your first running back uh, you suggest this week? Uh,
1: My first running back is Benny Snell. Uh, And this mainly goes off of if James Conner is active or not. If if James Conner is active, obviously Snell's value goes down a little bit. But say he's not active again, and there's a good chance he doesn't play uh, again this week. Uh, You know, he's got back-to-back 60-yard games. He had a touchdown this past week. And, you know, in he versus Arizona this week. And Arizona just allowed Todd Gurley to have almost 100 yards this past week. And because they have the young rookie quarterback in there and Hodge, uh, they're not going to obviously make him throw the ball our game. They're going to use Snell, and they're going to use him good because he's been doing very well. He's got, I think, 21 and 16 carries in these last two weeks. Obviously, Jalen Samuels does not have anything on this backfield. So this is Snell's backfield as long as uh, James Conner is out. So if you're looking for an RB this week, I think Snell could be someone you could put in as a maybe an RB two, maybe in a little bit of a deeper league or in just a flex league, a flex spot in in any standard league. So,
0: yeah, volume is key, and that's 37 carries over the last two weeks. You can't go wrong with that. And uh, like Steve just said, James Conner still battling some injuries. We don't know if he'll play this week, and if he doesn't, Snell is a great play. Uh, Cardinals can't really stop the run; they're very poor against the run. And can you believe that the that the Steelers right now? Uh, are seven and five after they're down, they're down to essentially their fourth string quarterback from training camp. They lost Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you know, all this. And they're still seven and five. That's unbelievable.
1: Oh, it's, it's a magical story. And it's it's, it's it's due to the coaching to keep them alive after all these injuries. I mean, good for them. I mean, it's nice to see that they can still be productive, even with the amount of players they've lost this season.
0: Yeah, and they're still doing it without James Conner, you know, and uh, Juju Smith-Suster is missing games and not being himself this year. It's, it's incredible to see. But, yeah, Benny Snell, of course, a great pickup this week. And another great pickup is Raheem Mostert at the San Francisco 49ers. He's owned 14% of Yahoo and 14.1% of ESPN leagues. Uh, last week against the Ravens, Mostert outsnapped Tevin Coleman. For, and, uh, excuse me. Mostert played 74% of offensive snaps as Tevin Coleman played just 18% of offensive snaps. Uh, of course, Matt Breida may get back in the mix this week. He may be coming back from the ankle injury. He may not. Uh, so that's still up in the air for Week 14 against the Saints, another big game there for the 49ers. But against the Ravens, uh, who, coming to the game, allowed the seventh-fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, Mostert went for 146 yards on 19 carries on the ground. Uh, had a great week, was pretty much unstoppable. Um... And and Coleman, of course, is struggling. He had some pretty good, he had some good games, but he's been struggling as of late. And uh, Mostert and Breed are the explosive ones, the athletes, the you know get to the edge quick type of guys. So uh, th- this, of course, is a great, great pickup uh, in any in any sense because he's going to get his touches, especially after that big performance last week. But if Matt Breed is to miss another game, uh, expect expect Mostert to have another fantastic game this week.
1: Uh, I love that pick. I mean, most of his, I think he's the most efficient running back on this team to be honest. And he's playing the third guy on the team. I think he's been doing very good at the positive yardage, getting the most like five yard plays at 10 yard plays and first downs I've seen before uh, on, on Twitter. It was, it was a it was a pretty good stat to see. And uh, you know, he's been very good this
0: season. For sure. For sure. And I love to see as a 49ers fan, but uh, moving on here, Steven, who's your second running back of the day?
1: Yeah, mine's a little a, a little bit deeper league for you guys. It was very hard to find another really strong running back to find that could be really productive. So this is going to go on a limb a little bit. But he could end up putting at least like a 10 fantasy point day up there for you, like in an RB2 or flex option if you're looking for to make that move. But it's Jalen Rashard, uh, Oakland uh, running back. And, you know, prior to Week 13, he had uh, three out of four games where he had at least 40 yards catching. He actually led the team in yards and multiple weeks so far this season. And, you know, I expect Oakland Raiders to play from behind. He has that role locked up because uh, Josh Jacobs does not play on passing downs like that. It's it is it's Richards in there. And I think he can end up doing very well. I mean, they're going to be behind in this game, especially against Tennessee. Tennessee has a strong defense, but they do allow allow uh, rushing and receiving yards to the running back position. So if you're looking for maybe a long shot, I think uh, Jalen Richards uh, could end up putting you know, in a solid like, 10 to 12 fantasy point day up uh, just based off his uh, receptions and yards that he can get for you.
0: Especially in full-point PPR leagues, he's always a play just because he has a threat of, you know, getting a handful of, of touches and he has big play potential written all over him. It can take one of those, you know, screens or short passes uh, slams to the house. So yeah, if you're looking for uh, someone to play in deeper leagues, he's a great play. And just like Steven said, at this point in the season, finding running back value in the waiver wire is so rare. So that's why you need to get and get these guys invest in them. Even if you aren't going to play them, steal them from someone else, So they can't play them. So that's a good strategy moving forward. But my final running back of the week is Darwin Thompson, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's only just 5% of Yahoo and 5% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Damian Williams sat out Sunday's game with a rib injury. And then Darrell Williams left with a hamstring injury. So the Williams brothers could be out for the week 14 game. Uh, That leaves just uh, Leshawn McCoy and Darwin Thompson in the backfield. Of course, McCoy has those uh, fumbling issues prior to last week. He had two fumbles in three weeks. And last week against the Raiders, McCoy had just 30 yards on eight total touches that's receiving uh, and rushing together. That may be in due to the you know Chiefs going up on the Raiders early and uh, not needing to use McCoy uh, in that sense. But Thompson did score a touchdown, 11 carries uh, in that same game. So if the Wims brothers are to be out uh, against the Broncos, who do have a good running defense, but. Uh, expect the Chiefs to go up on them and you know play keep away and use and use Thompson if if he is uh, you know to be the go and and with the injuries in that backfield uh, this week.
1: I no, definitely love that pick, you know, and it's it's just like you want to get players that are attached to high power offenses, and if both the Williams brothers are out this next week, you know he could end up having himself a solid role, possibly you know on passing downs.
0: Yeah, think about it; you could possibly get a a running back who can get 12 to 15 touches in the Kansas city chief offense. And that's something you want on your fantasy team uh, would be a great flex option for you uh, this week. Let's switch gears, head to wide receivers. I'm going to kick this one off with my first pick. And this is Zach Pascal of the Indianapolis Colts. He's the only 17% of Yahoo and 24.9% of ESPN league. So Pascal, he finally took advantage of T Y Hilton's absence uh, against Tex- against the Titans, excuse me on week 13, where he went for uh, 10 targets, seven receptions, 109 yards. And now this week he gets that Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defense that every wide receiver loves to see. Uh, this team has allowed the most fancy points to opposing wide receivers on the season. Uh, we don't know if T.Y. Hilton will be back for week 14. I think he's listed right now technically as questionable. And uh, Frank uh, Reich has stated that the that he expects Hilton to be back at some point this season. But with only a few weeks left in the season, you know this could be the point where he does return. But if T.Y. Hilton remains out, Uh, Zach Pascal definitely is a play this week. Pick him up. Very minimally owned. Uh, DFS sleeper could have a fantastic week. The Buccaneers can't stop uh, anything through the air. And I love Pascal this week.
1: I like Pascal as well. I think he can take advantage of the good matchup and just having the uh, abundance of targets that are going to come his way on Sunday.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: And then I guess I'll go into mine. Uh, My wide receiver I picked was Cole Beasley. And it, Cole Beasley had himself a great game this past week, a nice revenge game against the Cowboys. I uh, loved what he was able to do. Um, and just in general, he's been doing very good this season. And, and he's been kind of a quiet guy, especially in PPR leagues. He's a better option for you if you're looking to pick up someone. Uh, but he's had back-to-back six reception games now. Uh, John Brown has been taking on the tougher coverages all season now. And I do like what his ability moving forward. I think he just has a nice click in this offense. Uh, him and Josh Allen have been very good together. And, you know, the, the, the schedule he has coming down the stretch is, is, is pretty good, I think, for the most part. I mean, he does have Baltimore a little tougher, but I think just the way that they're going to continue to play the ball, they're going to focus on Josh Allen and the run game, I think. And then John Brown, I think Cole Beasley gets lost at times. And I think Cole Beasley can still be very productive on uh, and, and get have, like, six reception games. Maybe not over 100 yards every time, but, you know, a solid 60 to 70 point game, maybe with a touchdown here and there. So I do like Cole Beasley, especially in those PPR formats you guys are in.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network or our website, you've seen the name Cole Beasley often. He's he's a he's a staple he's in the Wave of Our Wishlist. He's a staple on the B team, rightfully so. It still blows my mind this man is still owning less than 40% of leagues and still is eligible for us to use in these type of uh, articles and, and podcasts because he's that good, and I knew he was going to have that game against the Cowboys. He won me some money in DFS on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day when I used him on my Thanksgiving Day slate. Um but, yeah, he's a PPR monster. He's He scored a decent amount of touchdowns, especially over the second half of the season. He's finding the end zone and Josh Allen. It, it, he's Josh Allen's guy. He's going to him uh, when he gets the ball off. Uh, he, he's pretty much a safety valve. He looks to Cole Beasley early and often. So, yeah, if Cole Beasley's available in your league, he's a must-add, in my opinion. And uh, my—well, I have two wide receivers here Uh I did this because we mentioned both these last week, so I really don't want to go in-depth about both these guys, but they're both worth mentioning again. So I'm going to go James Washington, the Pittsburgh Steelers, owning 23% of Yahoo and 22.6% of ESPN Leagues, and Anthony Miller, the Chicago Bears, he's owned 14% of Yahoo and 10.3% of ESPN Leagues. So uh, James Washington saw 13 targets, had nine receptions for 140 yards uh, last week. This is three straight games, 11.4%. 13.7 and 23 fantasy points uh, like we said earlier the Steelers are 7-5 and, and are in contention for a wild card spot So they're playing well and we'll need to um, you know Keep putting the ball in the air to con- uh, compete and keep the you know, the wins the win columns They can uh, you know shoot for the playoff position and then Anthony Miller saw 13 targets on Thanksgiving Day in his last three games He scored 11 not he are last three games He's seen 11 9 and 13 targets It's a lot of volume over those last three games In those same games, he scored 11.4, 13.7, and 23 fantasy points in the same time frame. So the volume is too high not to own Anthony Miller right now. I know you have to tag him Mitchell Trubisky, but he's getting it done nevertheless. So both those guys are must-adds, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, definitely like both those players. Obviously, Washington seems to really have this wide receiving quarter himself, only one that seems to be able to be productive. And Anthony Miller has just been turning on finally after, like, Uh, A a preseason-like, you know, breakout kind of performance didn't happen for him, but he's been performing now, and he does get that Cowboys team this week. If you saw Cole Beasley was able to do in the slot role, I I think uh, Miller could have some similar success as they focus on Allen Robinson and trying to stop the run game, so uh, I do like both those picks there, Nate.
0: Great, great. And Steven, who is your final wide receiver of uh, the week here?
1: Yeah, my final wide receiver is actually Darius Slate of the New York Giants. I'd like to what he's been doing this season. Um, he's been really good over the last three weeks. He's actually a top 15 receiver since week 10. Uh, he seemed to have a solid connection with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones trusts him to get him the ball. He's kind of their deeper man threat guy, but he obviously gets the balls and close in the middle of the field and, you know, short passes as well. And you know, with Evan Ingram being out still, and you know Golden Tate, though he should probably be back this week, uh, slate and have been has been very productive. And you know, he gets a solid matchup this coming week against Philly. Uh, I think he could be a great uh, you know flex star for you if you need somebody. So if you wanted to pick him up, you can. And if you're picking up for the playoffs too, I mean, he also has great matchups for the playoffs as well. Uh, he also versus Miami after that, and then the Redskins. So uh, he could be very productive for us in fantasy moving forward. Uh, he just has that kind of potential where he could. End up having a real breakout playoff performances.
0: Yeah, he is uh, one of those typical boomer bust type of guys where he either goes for like three touchdown games or you know has a quiet game. But those are the type of players that win you you know your leagues. You you take the chance you play him in your flex, and he has a third point game for you. And uh, that could be Darius Slayton for you down the stretch. So make sure you pick him up in your leagues as well. Uh, one more position for us to talk about today. That's a tight position. Steve, I'll let you kick this one off here for us. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And my tight end is um, um, one of my guys from Miami is Mike Kisecki. Uh He's only owning thirteen percent of leagues right now uh, overall, and he's been productive this season. You know, he was someone in, in Miami who he was highly regarded as a tight end and didn't very perform his first year, and even beginning this year it was very minimal at best. But you know, he's finally shown up over these last couple of weeks. And since week nine, he's actually been a top, the number five tight end on the uh, the season. And that span. He's got that expanded role once Preston Williams had went out on IR, and he's the only other option really there besides uh, Devontae Parker, who is amazing, by the way. Um, and Gasecki, I think, has a lot of value. His matchups aren't the best, unfortunately, moving forward, uh, even though the quarterback situation does have a good is good productive, productivity for them. But, you know, the Jets and Giants and kind of the Bengals have been pretty good at stopping tight ends. But I think this is an exception for Mike Gusecki because he is the only other option there in Miami. So if you're looking for a tight end, I think he can still be very productive and get you touchdowns in these games, even with a, a tough matchup.
0: Yeah. We mentioned Mike G- Gisecki, uh last week as our tight end to add. And then we talked about uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick earlier in this podcast about a guy to add because he's going to put some numbers here in the playoff stretch. So with, you know, besides uh, Devontae Parker, is the only guy to catch the balls from uh, Fitzpatrick. So if we're believing Fitzpatrick, we get to believe in Giusecki as well. So a uh, great pick there, Steven. And my uh, tight end here is Tyler Higbee, the Los Angeles Rams. He's owned 11% of Yahoo and 0.6% of ESPN leagues. Uh, this is solely dependent on the health of Garrett Everett, you know, the Rams starting tight end. But in Everett's absence this week, Higbee had a massive eight target, seven reception, 107, 107 receiving yard and a touchdown game against the Cardinals. Um, And then this week, Higby or Everett, whoever it is to be, hopefully it's Higby for those who are looking for a streamable tight end, gets the Seahawks, who have allowed the fourth most fancy points to opposing tight ends. So some great matchups there as well. Uh, the Rams love to use their, use, use their tight ends. Higby has some great weeks. Everett has some great weeks. So we'll see who is to line up at tight end uh, this week um, for the Rams. But that's it. That's uh, who we suggest you guys target for uh, this opening week of the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully, you guys have been uh, enjoying these podcasts. Excuse me. Hopefully, they've been helpful for you. And uh, you know, good luck to you in your in your playoffs. And hopefully, you guys win some championships. But quick before we sign off here, Stephen, uh, in case I missed it earlier in the episode, where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just real quick, one thing: if Jack Doyle's out there, guys, I think he must be a very uh, priority pickup. He does versus the Bucks. I know he's not owning. Uh, 40% he's owned more than 40% of leagues but he could be a very great option for you this week if you're looking to make that big push so just wanted to mention that and you can definitely find me at Coach Steven P on Twitter uh, definitely give me a follow guys
0: look at that some bonus content here on the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast remember my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy it can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy visit our website weknowfantasy.com for some more fantasy football content I'll be back Wednesday with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro uh, every Thursday, we'll, the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast drops, where a group of contributors, uh, you know, gives different perspectives and different voices for you guys to hear. Remember, the We Know Fantasy streamable Defense of the uh, Defenses of the Week article drops Tuesday night as well. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, best of luck to everyone in the playoffs. Uh, hope you guys uh, get those victories and uh, and proceed into a championship. Unless you're playing me, then I hope you lose. So, until next week, see you guys. Take care,
1: guys.